Uh, well, we just want to make a few uh, prayer items known before we have a little meditation from the Scripture, and then I think we'll have time uh, after this if any of the other brethren have a, a, a brief word and then allow time for uh, prayer before we close. And I think Matt and company will come up and lead us in a closing song as well. But just wanted to mention a few. If you know of any other prayer items that we can be concerned about, um, make it known. I just mentioned a few. Uh, I think most of us know Brother John Whitaker. We haven't seen him in a while. He's been tending to his uh, sister in the hospital, and she had a setback today. So we want to remember our dear brother John and his sister. I believe his sister is a believer. His mother is doing okay. Uh, Miss Tucker wasn't with us, uh, not feeling well. She stayed home tonight. So we want to remember her. And then we understand Brittany Thompson, Fern's daughter, was in the hospital but is out now. And now Mackenzie seems to be affected. So we want to remember these concerns. Is there any others before we um, look at a little meditation from the Scriptures? Okay. Just wanted to, since it's New Year's, uh, we might entitle this little meditation from the Word of God, What's New? Often we ask each other, What's New? And this is based off the words of the Lord Jesus in, in the last book of the Bible, in Revelation chapter 21. And there he makes the statement, Behold, I make all things new. Now, I think most of us here tonight that know the Lord Jesus uh, understand that we're, we're, we're in an old, uh, corrupt, sinful world, but we look on by faith beyond this passing world and we can see with the eye of faith the, uh, the, the glorious future that lies before the child of God. This world is just that we're in, and we're just passing through. It's just transient. The things which are seen, says the Scripture, are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. So when the Lord Jesus said, Behold, I make all things new, He said uh, just before that, uh, the, uh, the former things are passed away, or the old order of things. That's the order that you and I live in right now. You know, we have a lot to... Uh, be praying about because we live in a very corrupt society, right? But the old order of things that we're in right now will one day be passed away. No, the former things, the old order, will be passed away. And this is what the Lord Jesus said, I make all things new. So we know by faith that the Christian looks forward to that. I make all things new. So just uh, bouncing off of that statement of the Lord Jesus, it's most interesting to consider from the Word of God what's new. What's new? Not just a new year. You know, we, we think at this time of year, then we, we certainly want to or are grateful for that, uh, that we can wish one another a happy new year and look forward to the new things that will come in this old corrupt world in which we live. But beyond that, we look, we look forward, don't we, to when the Lord Jesus will make all things new. But there are new things that we can enjoy now as uh, children of God by faith in the Lord Jesus. And that's what we'd like to just consider a few. There's a long list of them, but uh, I would just mention a few. 
uh, for time's sake that I think should be helpful uh, to our hearts and our minds tonight. And, and most of these, I think you'll know, they're well known, but it's good to remind ourselves of them. First of all, the Apostle Paul states, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a right new creation. Old things passed away, all things become new. And that's a remarkable thing to think of because there is a something that was never before. Right? It did not exist before. The, uh, the new was introduced. Right? What I was in Adam is gone. Right? The old man put away and the, well, in Christ. In Adam all die. In Christ all shall be made alive. So it's a wonderful thing to be in Christ. And really, you know, when you think about this, this uh, the new creation, if we look back to the original creation in Genesis chapter 1, we understand there that the creation that we are in right now that was corrupted by sin, of course, but the creation that we are in right now, it cost the Lord His breath, right? By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. But when it comes to the new creation, right, it cost the Lord His, not His breath, but His death. Right? He bore our sins in his own body on the tree. So it's a wonderful thing to be in Christ and be a new creation. And this should have an effect. The fact that we, uh, you and I, that know Christ, are a new creation, should have an effect on our day-to-day lives, on our interpersonal uh, relationships. When I, when you walk into your classroom, when you walk into your office, when you walk into wherever, in your neighborhood, it should affect Right? You and your, my and my, relationship with one another. People should be able to tell by our speech, by our actions, by our thoughts, because sometimes they come out, right? That we are in Christ. So if I keep this in mind, that the Word of God declares that if anyone is in Christ, we are a new creation. And it's not, you know, it's, it's a basic point, but it's not that I'm in a religion, in a church, in a ritual, any of these things. No, I'm in Christ, right? So uh, recognizing that what I was in Adam has been totally changed now. I have not turned over a new leaf, but I've received new life. Oftentimes at this time of year, you know, we make these New Year's resolutions, right? And and we have... we. We want to turn over a new leaf, right? I eat too much. I don't exercise enough. Whatever. Uh, I, you know, I, I fly off the handle. I'm going to make a resolution to change, right? Well, uh, when we are in Christ, it's not turning over a new leaf. It's receiving new life in Christ. And that's, that should change our uh, actions as we go about our day-to-day living and in our own home, right? In our uh, relations with one another, in our relations with family. It should have a great bearing being a new creation in Christ. But not only that, the, uh, the believer is a new creation in Christ, but we also recognize that we rest on a new covenant. Now, this is vital. Uh, the old covenant... The scripture says has passed away, or what was uh, in in effect for so long uh, in the law. But when the Lord said this, when the Lord instituted the remembrance feast, He said, "This cup is the right new covenant in my blood." Now this is very important. 
because as a child of God, we rest, being a new creation, we rest on a new covenant. And you know what the terms of that, part of the terms of that new covenant is this, I will write my laws on their hearts and on their minds. So think about this. Let's carry this through. If we are resting on a new covenant as children of God, as being in Christ, every time we take that cup, we agree to, we assent to, we accept, we express approval for that, the terms of the new covenant. Now think about that for a minute. A child of God in Christ, resting on a new covenant. It's, 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 it's not... Uh, the old was, was, was a, a two-party covenant. The new is one party, right? The Lord writing His laws on our hearts, on our minds, right? But every time we take that cup, we agree. Yes, Lord. But what happened to the Corinthians? You tell me, 1 Corinthians 11. They were not taking the Lord serious, right? But they were taking that symbol of the new covenant. Meanwhile, what's the Lord doing? Writing His laws on their hearts and on their minds. And they're living for their flesh, living for the world. For this cause, many sleep. In other words, they're dying. They're sick. It doesn't change, right? The Lord, when we, when we assent to that new covenant, we express approval, the Lord is still fulfilling His, uh, His terms. But we might, that's why the scripture calls upon us as children of God that in Christ to examine ourselves, right? Examine ourselves. We don't want to eat and drink or drink damnation to ourselves. So just think about that. Yes, it's a privilege to be in Christ. Yes, it's a privilege to rest on the new covenant. This is a new covenant in my blood. And by the way, that new covenant is not just for the house of Israel, right? It's written, we could, if we had time, we can look to see even in Hebrews 8 and 9 where it's spelled out. It's for all that are called into this wonderful salvation. So Jew and Gentile. And of course, when Paul uh, recounts it in 1 Corinthians 11, that's a Gentile church, right? So we, we rest on a new covenant. There's much more we can say about the new covenant, but just rejoice in this fact that when, when we, we ask ourselves what's new, we are new creation in Christ. We rest on a new covenant. Now, how about this? Uh, ah, here's a good one. Lamentations talks about the faithfulness of the Lord. His compassions uh, never fail. They are new every morning. So we thank the Lord that we can rest or receive these new mercies every single morning. And I want to think about that uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations. I want to think about that, uh, the new mercies that He bestows upon us from day to day. That word mercies is the uh, Hebrew word that means loyal love. And you think about that, that is really refreshing because every day, now I know again, we're taking this by way of application because it's written here in a certain time frame to the nation of Israel. But look at the, he says this, it is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions, his, 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 his uh, mercies, that, his, that loyal love and his compassions fail not, they are new every morning, great is thy faithfulness. You think, we, we ask ourselves, who could exist 
through the day without the continual superintending providence of this compassionate God. We couldn't, right? We couldn't. But we thank the Lord for His loyal love. We, we, are, we, we tend to, right, rely on ourselves. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. And so forth. But... Listen, this is exciting. This is what the, the, this is what the Lord says. He, in uh, Jeremiah chapter 9, He says this, I am the Lord who exercise, the word there again is, mercies or loving kindness. By the way, did you ever know that the Lord exercises? All over America, right? We have uh, gyms and training rooms and all of these types of things springing up, you know, because we want to stay healthy. Like Brother Pete out there, 74 years old, throwing a football, right? We can ask him a secret after the meeting. But, you know, the Lord exercises, right? You going to tell us? Oh, the Lord, okay. <laughs> it's the Lord of the Lord's mercies, right? The Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. But I am the Lord who what? Exercises. Every translation says it. I exercise. Can you imagine the Almighty exercises? What does He exercise? <laughs> I lost it here. He exercises loyal love. Mercies. That's, that's what He exercises. So when somebody asks me, when somebody asks you what's new, the Lord's mercies, the Lord's loyal love. Listen, my Lord exercises every day this loyal love toward me who am no, and so unworthy. It's, it's just thrilling to think that the Almighty does this. Every time I think of mercies or the loyal love of the Lord, my mind goes to, and perhaps yours does too, to Rahab. She was a harlot. She was a prostitute. And she wanted this, right? Think about this. This woman, she, on a regular basis... She desired loyal love. This is what she says to the, to the spies that came in. She says, I pray you show kindness or uh, mercies that we read in, in Jeremiah or Lamentations. Uh, this loyal love. I want you to show me loyal love, she says. Because all her life she had enjoyed pleasure without love, right? And love without loyalty. Man after man coming into Rahab, whispering in her ears, sweet nothings. And that's exactly what it amounted to. Nothing. Promises that could be broken, you see. Pleasure without love and love without loyalty. But she wanted loyal love from who? The one who exercises loyal love toward his people. This is thrilling to think about the, um, the Lord who exercises these loyal, this loyal love, new mercies, every single day. So we can thank the Lord, can't we? We, sometimes when people say to us, it's a common phrase, you know, people will say, how you doing? They really don't want to know, it's just a phrase. Or they'll say, what's new? You know, and we say, well, nothing, same old routine every day. Same old single. But it's really not. If you're a child of God, the Lord's mercies, right? His loyal love is new every day. So throughout the coming year, right? People ask me, what's new? 
Ugh, it's just nothing new. I always do the same routine every day. No. No, we can thank the Lord for His mercies that are due every, new every day. Uh, we, there's, there's so many others. He's put a new song in our heart. Right? Psalm chapter 40. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. He hath put a new song in my heart. That should be the attitude of every child of God, right? A new song in my heart since the Savior set me free. There's a new song in my heart. It's a heavenly harmony. All my sins are washed away and the blood of Calvary. Oh, the peace and the joy nothing can destroy. There's a new song in my heart. That should be, right, the attitude of you and I as I go about, as we go about our day-to-day routine. Singing and making melody in your heart, right? A new song in our heart. You know, later on in that, uh, across the page from Psalm chapter 40, the psalmist expressed what we often go through as human beings. He says, Oh God, thou art the God of my strength. Why do you cast me off? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Now, what's the answer? If you're down, if you're discouraged, if you're depressed, what does he say? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. And then I will go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy my delight, the joy of my rejoicing. So when, we come, when it comes to the new song, we ask ourselves, what am I harping on? You know, Am I out of tune? Am I off key from the Word of God, from the Spirit of God? Because all I can ever do is be under the circumstances, down. Thank the Lord that He can send out His light and truth and we can be brought back to that place of new song. We can go on. There's a number of others, but I just want to end with this one. In the last book of the Bible, because we're marching toward that new heaven and a new earth, there's a just a lovely uh, ending for this, if you will. This is not all of them, by the way. But I think most of us are aware that this, this idea of a new name, right? Uh, To the overcomer in uh, Revelation chapter 2, the Lord Jesus says, I will give to eat the hidden manna. I will give them a white stone. In the stone, a new name written. This is a wonderful thought because if I, as I search the Scriptures, I see how the Lord worked with this one. He worked with this one. He worked with that one. Thou art Abram, you shall be called Abraham. You are Jacob, you shall be called Israel. You are Sarah, you shall be called Sarah. And because there was some uh, 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 change in their experience, right? We were talking about that the other day, right? Jacob, you know, uh, limping around, you know, he's going to be called a prince, with God. Thank the Lord that there's coming a time that I'm going to, you are, if you, you're in Christ, going to receive a new name. But not only, and, and it's going to, and you know, it's, it's something, uh, it's something that, that, that is, is personal to each saint. The Lord knows you. The Lord knows me better than I know myself. And He's going to give me a new name. He's working with me, developing me, uh, conforming me to the image of His Son. But watch this. This is something I've never noticed. And we'll close with this. We've got to have time. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but watch this. Not only do we get a new name, but watch this. 
the next chapter, he, uh, Revelation chapter 3, another overcomer promise. It says, I will uh, write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Listen to that. Not only am I getting a new name, but he's going to write upon us his new name. This, I just never, I just never noticed it. There is a depth to the person of Christ not yet possible to human apprehension. There's a new name for the saint, and there's a new name for the Savior. And, and that behooves you, and it behooves me, as I go about life's path to, to that I may know Him, right? That's the purpose. As we're here in this world, right, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. But one day, there's going to be a, you know, a deeper apprehension, a deeper understanding, a deeper appreciation, because He is going to write upon us His new name. Listen, we don't need, you know, I mean, thank the Lord we have New Year's and we can look forward to all the things that that brings, you know, and, and do all the things that, that the world calls upon us to do, you know, watch, be like sardines, watch the ball drop, and whatever else we can do in this world for, to celebrate New Year's. But praise the Lord for the new things that we have in Christ and can, can, can see, develop, and can look forward. The, uh, the eternal glories gleam afar to nerve our faint endeavor. Just a few thoughts about something new. Maybe, whoo, sorry about that. Uh, uh, maybe we just allow a few minutes if there's any other word or uh, a, a prayer and then we'll call on Matt to close.